if you listen to the show, you know we have a huge focus on product. That's why we also talk about Solana a lot because it's cheap, it's fast, and it's ready for these applications today. So that's why today we're joined by Iman, who leads product Solana Labs. Iman is an extremely sharp product mind. He actually started the digital currency team at Reddit before joining Solana Labs. So in this conversation, we talk about what Solana Labs is, what teams are doing right, what they're getting wrong. And we also talk about Solana Labs' new incubator program, which helps Solana applications with strategy, with fundraising, with their launch, and a whole lot more uh, applications for that are actually due at the end of the month. So I'll put a link in the show notes. Go check that out today. Um, this interview is shorter than usual. It's only about 30 minutes. So I hope you enjoy. Happy Thanksgiving. And now let's get to the show. How would you describe Solana Labs? Because there's Solana Foundation, there's Solana Labs. If you describe the differences between those and what you focus on. Yeah. So Solana Foundation is a nonprofit focused on pushing forward the Solana ecosystem as a whole. Solana Labs is a for-profit where we're actually building the products, the tooling to help um, the, the ecosystem push forward. And I think because of that, with, within the, the sort of for-profit arm, not only can we actually you know, build and launch products, but we can be a little bit more opinionated in terms of um, you know, how, how we want to push the ecosystem forward. We don't have to necessarily have as much of the same sort of credible neutrality that that we want to promote everything going on in the ecosystem. And, and that kind of fills into this, this incubator as well, where we want to support a small number of teams and, and do everything we can for, for them to be successful rather than, hey, let's take 50, 100 teams across the ecosystem. Anatoly's the CEO of Solana Labs, is that right? Or was he? Yeah, correct. No, no, he is. Okay. Yeah. It's got to be a pretty cool team to work for, I would guess. How, how big is the team roughly? Um, I would say we're... God, the numbers shift. I, I think we're fifty to hundred people somewhere, somewhere around there. Um, really technical folks, and and I think a lot of the the products we built, folks would be familiar with. We built the first validator client for all of Solana. We built Metaplex. We built Realms. We built Token twenty 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 two. We built NFT compression. So a lot of those key primitives in the ecosystem have have tended to come out of Solana Labs. One reason we wanted to have you on is to talk about this incubator because the big thing with not only Solana, but crypto in general is we want to have a focus on products. So when did this incubator come about and what is the focus? What are you helping teams with? And I'm asking a lot of questions, but what type of teams are you looking for? Yeah, I'll start with some history on it and then can transition into the current day. So, you know, I mentioned up front, we, we've been doing a lot of reference implementations in the DeFi space. And, and with these, we would kind of put out uh, a smart contract that we had built around a specific product that we think could be successful in the ecosystem. And then we encourage teams to, to come and build on top of, of, of that, you know, launch a UI, launch a company around that. And we would actually work really closely, you know, hands on with these, th these teams to drive toward their success. Um, and we saw we were actually able to add a lot of value to these teams, not only from a technical perspective, you know, getting the contract integrated into their UI and whatnot, but also from the perspective of getting them hooked into the right folks in the ecosystem, getting them hooked into potential uh, capital providers, whether on the market maker side, on the VC side. And we realized that, you know, we, we are in a really unique position in the ecosystem where we have all the bruises and the learnings from, from the, the years of, of development that we've gone through for our own products. We've built up the, the blockchain expertise, the, the connections in the ecosystem. And so we said, hey, is, is there a way for us to... Uh, scale these to, to teams in the ecosystem rather than just leveraging these for, for ourselves to build our own products. 
can we actually use these to up level and accelerate the progress of teams in the ecosystem? And that's that's where this idea of of the incubator was born. And then happy to go into more more details about what it consists of. I got a deal for you here that's hot off the press. Blockworks is hosting their premier institutional crypto conference in London this March. It's a three day in person event where the top institutions, executives, and builders are all going to be under one roof. The best part is this week's Thanksgiving, which means Black Friday, which we're calling BlackRock Friday, because we're offering a twenty percent discount if you buy four tickets to DAS. Now, why would you want to get four tickets? Well, you're going to come and you're going to bring some friends or maybe some people from work. And not only do you get twenty percent off we're giving these four embroidered blockworks t-shirts that they won't even let me get my hands on thing is this is hot off the press but it's also going to go cold fast this discount only lasts till november 27th to use the discount code blackrock lightspeed that's blackrock lightspeed yeah i'll put a link in the description of the show notes so you can use that go by today and yeah send me a message because i hope to see you there all right now let's get back to the show um well thanks for that intro iman uh, i guess i'm curious what prompted this program to begin with? Like, why did you guys think this was necessary? What gaps did you see in the ecosystem? Yeah, so one of the things we've realized just in working with teams is above and beyond launching a Web2 product, there's so many Web3 specific hurdles that that folks have to face um, when when building on on any blockchain. Hopefully we're, we're, we're diminishing those hurdles by virtue of being on Solana, but some of the ones that come to mind, uh, obviously there's the blockchain integration right you have to learn the nuances of of the blockchain of of the specific language that you need to develop on top of but there's a lot of uh sort of more nuanced ones as well um obviously user experience design is is a lot more difficult in in the crypto ecosystem we all know the challenges there um you know you let's say a team decides they want to build on solana suddenly they have to think about hey how do i embed myself within the solana ecosystem who are the key players How, how do i get involved here how do I go out and raise capital for uh, a crypto specific product um, when when markets might be more difficult to raise in for, for Web3? Um, how do I think through the operational challenges, right? The setting up a legal entity, figuring out tokenomics um, uh, and then monetization. You know, does, does monetization look different for uh, a Web3 product versus a Web2 product? So we, we identified that there were a number of these sort of Web3 specific hurdles um that that have have been historically unaddressed in in the market and that we thought hey if we could take the the experience that we've had building products in the solana ecosystem scale that to a lot of these teams and try to remove as many of these hurdles as possible let them just focus on the things that they're great at which is you know knowing their customer really well knowing the problem they're trying to solve working toward that solution then can we potentially up level and accelerate the the progress of these teams where instead of them taking maybe Four months to write that initial smart contract when when they're actually building alongside labs, when they're building alongside our blockchain engineers, that four months suddenly becomes a month and a half and they're free to iterate on on other parts of their product development cycle. Mm. Yeah, I think this is really cool. How would you compare this maybe to something like Y Combinator or plug and play? Because I'm, I'm sure it's different. Like one, are you taking equity upside in these projects? Or are you actually contributing funding at all? Or is it more just resources on like, we'll help you strategize, et cetera? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and this is where I can I can probably give some some background on the specific mechanics of, of Incubator as well. For us, the, the sort of tagline that, that folks might have seen on, on Twitter uh, for this is build alongside Solana Labs. And we, we actually were very intentional in that wording because this is truly the, the build alongside experience where it's it's you're sitting down with our blockchain developers. Maybe they're even writing pieces of your smart contract. Maybe they're reviewing PRs. Maybe maybe they're helping with that integration. You're working with our design team um, on the user experience for your product, on iterating to, to find that product market fit. 
we're helping put together the marketing strategy, the go-to-market, and not only just giving you the strategy, but actually giving you access to the lab's distribution channels. You know, we have a large built-in audience. We we have our, our Twitter, our LinkedIn, et cetera. Um, you get access to the lab's brand as well, you know, having that Solana name and the weight of that uh, behind you. Um, and then finally, the network of connections where we know so many folks, both within the ecosystem and outside of the ecosystem. At Breakpoint, you know, we had we had Google there, Shopify, Visa, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so it's it's truly, you know, how do we put the full weight and muscle of Solana Labs behind these teams to to push them towards success? Um, and and this is where, you know, when you ask the question of how does this differ from a YC, we we want to work with a really small number of teams. The number we've been citing is is four to six versus you know hundreds of teams in in a YC context. And and the reason for that is the intimacy of the program. You know, we want to be able to be really hands on with these folks rather than just providing kind of light touch advice and programming and maybe some speakers coming in. It's the true build alongside experience. And our intent with this program isn't, you know, for, for there to be, hey, out of this comes 10 or 15 kind of smaller or, or, or mid-level type outcomes. Our intent is really how do we use this to, to push forward the next Jupiter, the next Tensor, the next Magic Eden, the next Phantom into our ecosystem, really promote uh, and help build these these blue chip names on on Solana for tomorrow. And so you said four to six teams in kind of an intimate, um, close knit community. Let's say, I guess, what are in terms of when you're qualifying people who apply, are there certain characteristics that make them a better fit for this than others, and or maybe are there some characteristics that if you possess that, you probably shouldn't apply, like. For example, maybe you just raised Series A funding uh, and, and it probably doesn't uh, qualify, et cetera. So what does that look like? Yeah, so one of the things that we've been very excited to see, initially we thought that, hey, the, the majority of folks who are applying to this program are going to be kind of earlier stage teams, maybe hackathon winners who, who are looking at this as a way to up-level themselves. Um but, but one of the things we've seen, we're about at about 150 teams who've applied so far, is, is we actually have a lot of those, those big names in there as well. Folks who, who are at a Series A, Series B stage and look at this as kind of the unlock mechanism to, to really get, get to the next step in their development cycle. The, the sort of qualities that we've laid out for, for this program, we want to work with, uh, it all comes back to the founders, right? We want to work with you know, extremely strong technical founders who are building a, a product that we can see actually making a meaningful dent in the ecosystem, helping push the ecosystem forward. We are vertical agnostic. Um, we're also stage agnostic. We would prefer folks who who actually do have a product out in the market who, who maybe have a little bit of traction. We'll probably take maybe one or two folks who, who are pre-launch, but who've, who've shown you know meaningful progress to date. Um, but but being a little bit further along, having that traction is is important to us. And then we also want folks who are doing this for the right reason. You know, a, a big thing we we set up front in starting this program was we don't want to just be providing things that these teams can get anywhere else. And Garrett, you'd ask the question about funding, about capital. We're we're definitely open to funding these teams. You know, Solana Ventures sits within um, within Solana Labs, and we'll we'll look at that from a case by case basis uh, in terms of what what each of these teams needs. But at the end of the day, our perspective is cash is fungible. You can get cash from a lot of different uh, uh, places. But for us, it is that blockchain expertise. It's the go-to-market. It's the connections. It's everything else that, that we feel we're providing on a differentiated basis in the ecosystem. And so once again, it comes back to teams who are, who are coming to us for, for the right reasons and not just from the perspective of, hey, here's another capital provider. I, I did leave out in the, um, 
in sort of the, the key benefits is we, we obviously have relationships with a lot of those capital providers, whether it's ventures, whether it's a lot of foundation grants, whether it's we've had a ton of VCs who are now interested in, in participating in this program, um, whether it's market makers, whether it's someone else, like we're able to get these teams the capital they need, but but it's making sure that they're coming to us uh, for, for more than just capital and for, for truly because that build alongside experience is, is virtuous for, for what they're trying to do in the ecosystem. Cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I am going to play devil's advocate because I know that people in the community will ask this at some point, uh, if not bring it up in, let's say, an aggressive way. So I want to just maybe get a get in front of it. And that is, so if Solana, for example, chooses, Solana Labs chooses to support four or six of these teams because they believe they, they will help the network and they believe that that will just generally help the future of crypto. And then certain people get cut out. Those people are probably not going to be too happy about that. And maybe they will say something like, well, Solana is picking winners and losers. I guess, what, what is the right way to think about that? What would you tell those people? Yeah, so I, I think I'd say a few things. One is, you know, similar to YC, this is just the first cohort we're doing with this. Um, we want this to be really a pillar of the ecosystem that, that folks can benefit from. And if a team applies, but they're at a too early stage, or maybe they haven't found the right technical co-founder or whatever it might be, there, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to, to apply again and, and go through this program again. So um, unfortunately, with, with space constraints and to keep keep it an intimate program, we, we are going to have to be selective about who we're picking. But I don't think that negates teams doing really amazing work uh, elsewhere in the ecosystem. And, and we're probably wrong, right? There are going to be teams that do extremely well who we don't end up picking. Um, and, and maybe that's for the best, right? If they did end up doing extremely well, maybe maybe they didn't need us at the end of the day and, and, and they were sort of self-sufficient on their own. The other thing I, I'd say too is, you know, we've been pretty intentional about having this within Solana Labs as opposed to Solana Foundation, where, you know, Solana Foundation is is the, the nonprofit arm. It ma maintains that neutrality across the ecosystem, where Solana Labs is able to be a little bit more opinionated in, in terms of who we're working with, what we're trying to push forward. Um, and and I, I think that distinction potentially will get lost on the ecosystem. I, I know it's a little uh, uh, convoluted, the, the different structures of these two organizations, but at least from a structural perspective, we, we were intentional about putting it within Solana Labs. Yeah, Iman, I think these applications are due by the end of the month. Is this process still ongoing or have you already filled up all the spots? No, we, we, we intentionally aren't going to be filling spots until after the deadline. So, so the deadline's November 30th. Uh, there's about nine or 10 days left before we hit that. So we're definitely uh, encourage teams to apply. And the, the thing I'd say about going through the application process, one is we have a pretty good fluff detector. Um, and, and so I, I would really encourage teams to just be genuine about where, where they're at, what they're trying to do, what, what they need from, from this program. Um, even if it's, hey, you know, we've launched a mainnet, we, we didn't get the traction we wanted right away, but here are the things we've learned. You know, that's what we're looking for. We're, we're looking for that adaptability of the team, the ability to iterate. So even if even if you don't have a ton of traction, you're not at the Series A or Series B place, that, that's totally okay. Be, be honest with where you're at. There's also a question on there in terms of, you know, how, how did you find out about this program? If there's someone who referred you to this program, if there's someone you've been working with on the Solana Foundation side, maybe that, that told you about this, feel free to list it there as well. And, and that way it'll help us just get some, some additional data points as we go through the process. Um, and one thing I, I forgot to mention as well, when we talk about this being within Solana Labs, um, us trying to build the next phantoms or Jupiters of our ecosystem. Um, 
for us, sustain, sustainability is a big piece of this as well. You know, how do we build sustainable businesses that will stand up on their own legs and, and actually generate revenue and, and be able to survive on their own? You know, it's, it's not enough just to put public goods out into the ecosystem. Public goods are obviously hugely important. And we have the Solana Foundation grants program to help promote public goods into the ecosystem. But, but we want to actually build real businesses that can sustain, that can monetize. Um, and so thinking through it as it pertains to the application process, thinking through your monetization strategy, making sure you've thought about, hey, how will I gener generate revenue for this on, on an ongoing basis is, is also an important piece as well. Would it be right to, maybe getting a little spicy here, would it be right to refer to Solana Labs, to Solana is what consensus is to Ethereum? In the sense um, that consensus would also seek profit and so would Solana Labs, but the names are obviously just... <laughs> different. Yeah, I, I would say people have certainly made that comparison in, in the past. I think that to some degree, we're at somewhat of a transition point in terms of defining what is Solana Labs going to be going forward for this ecosystem. We, we are very blessed to have an amazing ecosystem of developers. Um, uh, where now Nowadays, we don't have to be building every single product, every single primitive. And so you see us sort of shifting to, to more... Um, strategic things that, that we think can scale well and support the ecosystem. So one example, obviously, is this incubator. But another example, you guys might have seen the game shift launch where we said, hey, gaming is, is a huge opportunity within Web3. How do we make it as easy as possible for someone building a Web2 game to incorporate uh, Web3 elements into their game? And so we're, we're building this, this gaming API to make that process as seamless as possible. And part of the reason for that was, hey, we saw that it was sort of an unaddressed opportunity in talking to gaming studios. And so I think it's it's looking for those sort of moments where we can come in and say, hey, the ecosystem isn't doing it, but we think it could be hugely valuable. Um, let let us put our weight in there and, and, and build this thing or create this incubator to, to push everyone forward. So I guess that brings up an interesting point, which is would the focus be on, for, for people applying, would it be focusing on things that maybe don't exist? So maybe like a game SDK, or would it, is there overlap of things that do exist, maybe like a different type of wallet or I don't know, marketplace, um, but that just could be executed different? Um, or like, is there like a strict mandate on the verticals and like ecosystem overlap with competition? No, there's there's no mandate from that standpoint. I, I think it's it's more the rationale for, let's say you're building a wallet, why why this wallet's going to be successful, why there needs to be another wallet. You know, when, when Google launched Search, there was obviously a ton of people doing search, but but it just did it way better. It, it did a 10x uh, uh, improvement and, and that's what caused so many people to, to switch over to it. And and so, we're, we, you know, I, I think crypto will continue to evolve. All of the products in our ecosystem will, will continue to evolve. And so by no means are we saying, hey, we're, we're only choosing things that, that don't already exist. But for the things that are being built that already exist, there has to be a pretty good rationale for, for why we need another one of these and why why this can you know win the day. Iman, this is a little tangential to Solana because this isn't happening yet. But um, as a product manager and someone that's in product, what do you think about teams going multi-chain, like kind of chasing the users? Because right now in Solana, right, like there's not another chain that's easy just to deploy your contract on. Maybe when Eclipse goes live and you have the SVM over in Ethereum land, you could do that. What do you think about that as a strategy? And do you think that's something that teams are looking at at all in Solana today or they will in the future? I think teams definitely are are looking at it, and and if anything, I, I think that's that's when we go back to this notion of sustainable businesses, right? If 
if folks are looking elsewhere and saying, hey, we've, we've captured the Solana market, where can we grow from here? And we see an opportunity to go multi-chain. And we think our, our product is bringing a lot of value by being multi-chain. Uh, we, we definitely encourage that. I, I don't think that we need to say, hey, everything has to be built just in, in Solana and, and it can't benefit users elsewhere. You've also seen examples of, you know, folks going multi-chain and the fact that, you know, they started on Solana, came to another chain. You know, EVM users might see that and say, hey, we should pay more attention to this Solana t- thing. Clearly great companies and valuable companies are coming out of it. And so so by no means do teams in this program have to solely be be building on on Solana. I think as we think about the incubator, you know, if if we've had a number of EVM teams apply where they're like, hey, we we see we've we have meaningful traction on on Ethereum, we have a great user base, but we've realized from a technical perspective, EVM doesn't let our solution scale in the way that we want. And and you know, now we want to come over to Solana and, and we see it. Um we see the underlying blockchain scaling us a lot better. Um, you know, we, we love to work with teams in, in that context where we can actually help make that integration a lot easier. Um, that being said, if there were an EV team who came over to us and, and was like, hey, we're interested in this incubator, we have no intent of building on Solana, obviously that would that would fall, fall uh, askew of our mandate. But in general, I, I think a multi, multi-chain strategy is, is definitely a, 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 a valuable one, assuming it's being done for thoughtful reasons. So, okay, that makes sense. And I think the one thing I want to get across with, with this episode uh, for people listening, because we have a lot of founders who listen to this, is maybe a very clear picture on exactly how they think, how they think, how they should think about this. Sorry, I haven't eaten food today. So is it right if I just reiterate to you? So you're looking for obviously uh, business models that will make sense and make money and, and become successful and sustainable, I think is the word you used. Um, two is um, highly technical, right? Um, the founders you're looking for are highly technical, right? And then I guess, what are kind of the, the, the top three must-haves? And then maybe top three must-not-haves, like do not apply uh, if you have this, like, you know, if you're strictly going to go just deploy on Polygon or something, you know, <laughs> um, can you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. If if I take that question, top three must-haves, you, you name some of them, but I would say, you know, technical team, um, obviously building on Solana, intending to build on Solana. Also to the technical team piece uh, up front, it, technical doesn't need to be technical from a Rust or a Solana perspective. You know, it can be, hey, we're, we're technical, we're building a Web2 product, we've never considered, you know, uh, blockchain smart contracts before, and and so this is a way for, for you to learn that piece or get support on that piece. Technical can be, hey, we've, we've run, written a ton of EVM contracts, but this is going to be the first Solana contract we're writing. So technical doesn't have to be Solana specific, but I'd say uh, uh, technical is a big one. You know, building or intending to build on Solana is a big one. Um, and then ideally, this isn't a must-have, but it's a really nice to have. Is is some some semblance of progress. Either you've you've already started developing, you're getting close to a, a GA launch, or you've you've already launched. You have some traction in, in the best case scenario. But I, ideally, it's not just hey, I have this idea and I'm starting from scratch. I haven't found any co-founders. I haven't found anything else. That'd probably be going to your question now, Mert, what to avoid. It's like hey, if it's solely an idea, no team behind it, you're at the the stage zero. Um, uh, I, I'd probably ideally avoid that. If you're like, hey, yes, I'm just going to deploy on, on Polygon, probably avoid that. And if it's, hey, I'm solely looking for capital from from this program, I, I'd probably avoid that as well. Maybe on a, on a more general level and, and zooming out a bit, what are some just general tips you would give for founders and startups in the Solana ecosystem in, independent of this program? Like, What are some things you'd like to see more of? 
some things you recommend doing, some things you recommend not doing? Yeah, I, I think it's something I think about a lot. One of the things I see in our ecosystem for a lot of teams is is sort of losing sight of the end customer and the end problem that you're trying to solve in service of the technology and in service of the the sort of Web3 mechanics. In product development in general, but especially within within blockchain world, it's very easy to fall prey to sunk cost fallacy, where you spend all of this time writing a smart contract, figuring out you know the blockchain integrations, you launch, you're not getting you know the, the usage that you maybe want, but you feel stuck in what you're building because you've already dedicated three or four months up front to, to getting the smart contract pieces right. And and so for me, focusing on the user and solving their problems from day one, and then maybe even block, backing into the, the blockchain elements of that, I think is is a uh, is a much better way to go. And I'll, I'll use an example of that. So for um, Realms SPL governance, I know I alluded to it up, up top. It's our, our sort of DAO platform on Solana. We have about $500 million of, of TVL within that. Um, we wanted to launch a, a new experience that was focused on how do we create more of like a, a home for organizations on Solana where they can manage their members, um, they can vote on, on DAO proposals in a more streamlined ways than, than we had in the existing realms. And as a proof of concept, rather than uh, building that product with all of the Web3 mechanics built in from day one, we actually built what looked like a very Web2 product where we, we got it up and running in two or three weeks. We, we launched it. The Web3 hooks weren't quite in there, but we were able to, to generate so many learnings to help us decide, hey, do we want to keep pursuing this angle or do we want to stay kind of focused on the, the core DAO tooling angle? And, and because of the results and the learnings, we, we stayed focused on the DAO tooling angle. Whereas had we devoted four or five months to, to building all those Web3 hooks, we would have lost that time. We would have moved much more slowly and we, we would have been kind of stuck down this road um, after those five months. So. Uh, just thinking about, hey, who's your user? What, what are their problems? How do you first solve those problems? And then you can figure out the best way to get those those Web3 components in, I think is really important. I, I think the second thing I'd add is, you know, it's really easy to fall victim to our Web3 bubble, to be on crypto Twitter, to, to see the things those those everyone on there cares about. But there's obviously a world outside of that as well. And I think there's um, there's so many problems out there that, that crypto and, and that Solana could be used to to solve and, and and I would encourage, you know, whether it's touching the grass mentality, whether it's off getting getting off crypto Twitter for a bit, I, I would just encourage uh thinking about the broader landscape out there and how we can use Solana to to um actually benefit folks who might not be in our ecosystem already um and, and bring them in. You know, they can be the crypto Twitter users of tomorrow, but let's let's get them in first. Yeah, that's a great answer. I really need to end my Twitter addiction. It's uh, it's been a problem over, <laughs> even on Thanksgiving break. I'm like, why am I looking at this all the time? But um, Iman, thanks so much for coming on. If obviously you're a founder, if you're not in Solana or you're looking at Solana, I'm gonna put a link in the show notes. So go apply. You have like ten days left, so get after it. And yeah, Iman, thanks so much for coming on. This is I'm really pumped to see this uh, incubator. It's really really awesome, and it's and it's great again to see Solana focus on product, not just infrastructure. <laughs> Exactly. No, Garrett, Mert, really appreciate you guys having me at SolanaIncubator.com for folks that are interested. I'm also active on crypto Twitter as well. Inevitably, I'm, I'm at Iman Motambi. So if you have any questions, feel free to just DM me there as well. Beautiful. All right, mate. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Bye. Hold up, hold up. Got one more thing for you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did hit subscribe, but even more importantly, we still have our Black Friday discount going on right now for BlockWorks Institutional Crypto Conference it's happening in London this March. You probably heard me talk about it earlier in the show. Remember this discount code that you can use for 20% off is 
BlackRock Lightspeed. BlackRock Lightspeed. Go use that discount code and I'll see you there.